You're listening to Banter with the Boys, talking all things sports. From betting and brawls, Super Bowl to Stanley Cup Finals. Get laced up. It's time for Banter with the Boys. What's up, everybody? Welcome to our first episode of Banner with the Boys. Today we are going to be talking about the Super Bowl, but first let's get everybody in here. Mr. Kyle, how are you doing today, sir? Oh, I'm flying high, man. I can't wait to get this thing going. It's been a, it's been a long journey to, to get this rolling, but I'm very excited. What a great way to kick it off, Super Bowl. So couldn't be, uh, couldn't be more thrilled. Mikey? Yeah, uh, also glad to be on. Uh, quite the honor. Uh, some fame to come out of this, without a doubt. Uh, but yeah, it's been a great day. I uh, made a little road trip out to good old Diamond Joe's. Took me about an hour 30 there and probably about an hour and 40 back. Uh, but yeah, we'll talk about that later. Uh, more to come. But uh, how about you, Derek? How are you feeling overall today? I'm doing great here. I'm happy to be a part of the inaugural podcast here. Thank you so much, guys, for having me be a part of it. Very honored. How about you, Mr. Nick? Oh, you know, just over here enjoying the uh, beautiful faces around me and, uh, you know, ready to talk some sports. But uh, what I really, really want to know is, how you doing, Tyler? I'm doing good, brother. I could not be more happy to be here setting the stage for this this podcast. We're going to get going here. Now, I do want to do a special shout out to the man behind the scenes, Mr. Kevin. We wouldn't be here today if it wasn't without without this gentleman, and he is doing all of the behind the scene works. So I just want to give you a round of applause here, Kev. All right, fellas, let's get into the meat and potatoes here. We have the granddaddy of them all, Super Bowl 57, taking place this Sunday, February 12th at 5.30 Central Time in the state of Arizona at the State Farm Stadium. We have the Chiefs taking on the Eagles. We have the Chiefs making their fifth Super Bowl appearance with two prior wins, and the Eagles coming into their fourth Super Bowl appearance with one win. Both of the teams coming in with a record of 16-3 and and were the number one seed on the season. And uh, surprisingly enough, they've actually both scored the exact same amount of points this year. So that's just a little tidbit going into this one. Pretty cool. You don't see that very often. But let's start talking about the game. First, we're going to get into the quarterback play. We have two very high-profile quarterbacks going at it this Sunday. So we're going to start with the Chiefs and Patty Mahomes. Why don't you kick us off, Kyle? I got Patty Mahomes at 278 yards with two touchdowns and 24 yards rushing. But I wouldn't be shocked if he got 300-plus. I think he'll be throwing quite a bit. Um, I kind of just went bold here on just a, you know, two, he had still a decent production day, uh, 278 yards, two touchdowns. Um, I, I just think the Eagles D is going to be very, very tough on him and he'll have to make some dynamic throws, use his arm talent, which he obviously can do. He is a generational talent, but I still have him at a solid out, uh, outing. Derek, what do you think? Yeah, I'm kind of on the same boat with you, Kyle. You know, I think uh, I'm a little bit conservative when we're talking about Patrick Mahomes. You know, we know he can light up the scoreboard. He can throw for 400-plus yards. But in the Super Bowl, I've got him at 262 yards for this one with uh, three touchdowns and two picks. So the Eagles' defense is pretty tough to pass on. Uh, They are the number one defense in the league when it comes to passing. You know, they've blown out the league when it comes to recording sacks, so the pass rush is going to be tough to overcome. You know, they know how to get their picks. they got a great secondary. Um, but we all know how the Chiefs can get when they get into that red zone. You know, whenever Travis Kelsey is open, that's when that team becomes a problem. So definitely look for Mahomes to get a couple of touchdowns and look for him to have a pretty good rapport with Travis Kelsey, especially with their uh, receiving core being so banged up lately. Uh, what do you think, Nick? Well, I'm I'm kind of on the same page as you guys, but uh, I'm a little bit more on the... I think he's going to have a pretty bad game overall. Um, 225 yards in passing yards is my prediction. Uh, two touchdowns, two interceptions, and then eight rushing yards. So, eh, you know, I don't really have too much faith in Patrick Mahomes being able to face that defense. Um, I mean, he is he is God, 
he is able to take a take a shot in any different way and angle, but I just don't see him being able to outdo that uh, Eagles secondary overall. So I think the difference maker is the two interceptions by Patrick Mahomes. Um, but you know, kind of more wondering uh, if anybody else has a little bit of a different mindset on this regard, Mister Tyler. Yeah, Nick, I couldn't disagree more. Um, I don't know when Pat Mahomes has never stepped up to the occasion, especially when you have the grand of the the granddaddy of them all. You know, this is the biggest stage he's been on. Obviously, he's been to two prior Super Bowls, winning one of them. But I think Mahomes is going to. Well, be Mahomes. I have him going for 310 yards passing with three touchdowns. I do have him throwing him interception. He does like to try to fit the ball in tight spaces, which can lead him to some trouble. Um, now, granted, he does have the arm talent to complete those passes and make those throws that not a lot of people can. Um, but I also think with the lack of his mobility with that ankle still kind of bothering him, he's not going to be able to extend the play quite as much there. So he's going to have to throw those the ball into those tight spaces even yarder. And then touching on that ankle injury as well, um, I, I only have him at 15 yards rushing. I don't think he's going to offer much there unless he does get those one or two scrambles that he gets outside the pocket and just gets to the down pretty gets down pretty quick. With the emergence of MVS in the last couple of weeks, they've given him that deep threat that they have kind of missed the whole year ever since Tyreek left. He's kind of taken that role, obviously, to a lot smaller degree. He's nowhere near Tyreek's level. But with the, the focus on Travis Kelsey being that focal point of the offense, I think MVS is going to eat on the outside, so I still think Mahomes is going for over 300. Now let's kick it over to the other team we have here with the Eagles and Jalen Hurts, the young emerging quarterback. Where do you have him going for, Derek? I've got him going a little bit more aggressive than Patrick Mahomes on this one. I think this Super Bowl is going to feature the Jalen Hurts show. It's been his offense all year long, and I don't see why it would change uh, in the Super Bowl here. I've got him going for almost 300 yards passing, uh, accumulating about four total touchdowns. You know, I think he can certainly get some passing touchdowns to A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, you know, elite pair of receivers right there. And, of course, when they get into the red zone, you know, he's always going to be a threat to run. Uh, despite his uh, shoulder injury. Um, so because of that shoulder injury and because the Chiefs are pretty respectable in the running game, uh, I do think Hertz does get a little bit limited on the rushing yards. So I've got him at about 50 yards rushing. Uh, if you look at his past couple games since his so- shoulder injury, he has been limited in terms of yardage compared to earlier in the season, but he certainly is still a threat and he can scramble pretty well. Uh, and the Chiefs do struggle against the pass, so that's why I do believe that Hertz will throw for almost 300 yards I certainly think he can you know he's got that capability he's shown that his shoulder hasn't bothered him so he's certainly capable of making those those deep throws what do you think Nick I'm a I'm a pretty firm believer in the Hertz show um after what he did in college battling back from the multiple injuries um I think this is his year I don't think he's going to be going off As much as a lot of people are thinking. I think he's only going to get about 230 yards uh, passing itself. But I I do see him getting a total of three touchdowns, two passing, uh, one one running for sure. Um, About 65 yards rushing. Uh, But I think the difference maker that really shows the Hurts show is uh, the zero interceptions I predict. I think that's going to be the difference between the two games. I think this is going to be a battle of defense. We do have two of some of the most generational talents in Hurts and Mahomes. But, man, it's going to be tough on that side. So uh, that's my predictions. Uh, With that, what do we got on that side, Mr. Tyler? Well, I don't know if I would go as far as to say that Hurts is a generational talent yet. I think it's still too early in his career to, to kind of establish that. Now, Mahomes definitely is. Hurts has the potential to be that. Don't get me wrong. Um, but I just uh, I don't think he's going to have as good of a game as you guys are expecting in the passing game with I only have him throwing for 215 yards and getting two touchdowns, but also throwing one interception, where I think he's going to make a lot of his plays are on the outside. Uh, with 75 yards rushing in another touchdown. Um, the big thing with that is uh, it's going to depend on how Frank Clark and Carlos Dunlap 
protect the edge for that Chiefs defense and see if they can get him in the containment. Um, as you mentioned, Derek, he hasn't really had much of a focal point in the running game since that shoulder injury. They haven't necessarily been designing as much runs for him, but he still has that one playability to get outside and pull off a 40-50 yarder at any point in time. I think that's going to be a deciding factor for the Eagles offense is how much he has ability to get outside and run. Um, I, the, the one thing with the Eagles this year is they haven't really played from behind a whole lot. So his passing numbers are, are a lot easier when he can only focus on, you know, they have that run game element, which the Eagles are the best running team in the league, hands down. But I think if the Chiefs get ahead, I don't know if Hertz has that ability in the big game to, you know, take that step up. Just because he's not proven to do so, he hasn't had to yet. So it's I'm, I'm going to take the experience of the Chiefs defense in that regard. I know I'm probably one of the few that hasn't performing as little as he does here. So Tyler, you, you question Jalen Hurts' ability to become generational talent. What if he wins the Super Bowl, wins Super Bowl MVP? Is he generational talent? Because keep in mind, Jalen Hurts is in his second year, second full year. So that's quite a lot to do in a short time, and that's pretty impressive. So what do you think about that, if that were the scenario here? I would agree that it takes him a step further. I want to see what he has more to offer with a less good of a team around him before I go to the generational talent aspect of it. If you look at the Chiefs when Mahomes was, you know, came in, they were a really, really good team, and he kind of took them to that next level as a playoff, or a perennial playoff caliber team, and then taking them to the Super Bowl. They didn't really have a top tier defense at that time. Now they turned it around in the second half of the year and became that. They were extremely good towards the end of that year, and he's had a lot of weapons around him, um, and one of the best play callers of all time, and. Read like that goes very under or under. He, he doesn't get as much praise as he should as a head coach with how successful he's has he has been. Um, but I think I mean I would definitely have to reevaluate depending on how we would play in this game. Um, in terms of the MVP, that's a, essentially a quarterback's award. So I mean it's going to be whatever quarterback wins is most likely going to get that. Now Cooper Cup the exception the exception last year, but that was also you know Cooper Cup going for <laughs> just an insane game. Um, so I don't think a player on each either team's offense will kind of take them to that level where a quarterback's not going to win the award. But I'll definitely have to rethink it, you know. But I, I just need to see more than, you know, two full years before I can kind of pin them on that. Well, I mean, I see where you're coming from with that in general. Um, but the reason why I say generational talent, um, he does have a little bit of that Lamar type of rushing ability but yet still has the arm to me kind of like Mahomes where he's able to he's able to throw it in some spots that eh, most other quarterbacks aren't able to do. So I I see him turning into that next level quarterback just because he's just as versatile as Mahomes but he's also been in the big stage just as much as Mahomes and I I I, I throughout his college career I mean, I think that's re- I think that's respectable because that's a lot of pressure on you, especially in that time in, in the SEC championship game when he came up clutch after Tua got hurt in that SEC championship game. I, I, I mean, the guy the guy steps up in big moments for sure. Sure, he also got benched for Tua in the national championship game that yeah. same year, though. Yeah. So how much is, was he going to get benched if he's having that good of a game? And then he goes to Oklahoma, and the Sooners weren't they were good. But they didn't take that next time a top tier step. And I mean to say I'm not I'm not discrediting that by any means, don't get me wrong, but to say he's been in that spotlight as much as Mahomes, who's been to two Super Bowls and won one of them. Granted, didn't have the collegiate career, not even close. Um, but I mean I'm taking that Super Bowl pressure over college football national championship pressure any day. All right, boys, enough about these quarterbacks. I think we've covered pretty much everything on them. Now let's go to how this game's actually going to be decided, and we're going to pick our X factors. We're going to break it down with an offensive player and a defensive player from each team. But first, let's get over to our degenerate, Moneyline Mikey. Start us off, bud. Thank you for the warm intro there, Tyler. This is uh, Moneyline Mike. Uh, I want to call him degeneracy uh per se um more of a you know habit or uh you know a hobby is probably the best way to put it right a professional hobby um yes i don't win money yet um but we're gonna get into it later i think it is finally my time um but yeah you know i like to bet on the sports uh you know cost me an hour and a half of my time every time i drive off to iowa and you know with gas prices that's a little rough but it's okay um but you know the horse series horse 
uh, season's around the corner. Uh, luckily, that's more local um, and shouldn't be so bad. But let's get into the X factors here. Um, and enough about me being a you know a degenerate here. Um, you know, obviously we just talked a whole lot about quarterbacks. I didn't obviously have much to say, but because you know who, who cares about my opinion here? Because uh, I'm just the local gambler here. Nah, but uh, all joking aside, actually, there's a reason why. Uh, right. Um, they actually gave me a little crap for this in the pre-production, uh, especially Tyler. If you haven't noticed yet, Tyler is my nemesis here. Um, but yeah, uh, you know, for my X Factor, I picked Patrick Mahomes. Usually an X Factor, as we've recently discussed, is, you know, your uh, unique player, someone unpredictable, someone out of the ordinary. But honestly, no, it, it isn't. It, not in this go-round. Uh, it's Mahomes. Uh, Mahomes, for many different reasons, mainly just because of this ankle injury. Right, this ankle injury, people are making way light of it because it's, it's Mahomes, right? Mahomes is Superman. No, he, he's human here. Let's let's not forget that. Uh, most people in this injury don't finish the game first off uh, and win. Uh, and second off, most people they they, they miss weeks. Uh, if you look at Tony Romo, identical ankle injury, missed six weeks, and and he is literally this is like one of his main things in his career is known for. Is dependency and reliability, right? He doesn't miss games. Um, and here is Mahomes two weeks later. Uh, he's listed as questionable, but all systems are listed as go. Um, that's just how he's listed, but he's still going to be playing. And uh, that's obviously going to determine the game, right? This is the Super Bowl. He's going against one of the number one, de- I mean, top defenses of all time. Some people are comparing them to the 1985 Bears. Obviously, that's a little bit of a stretch, but seriously, with their def- defensive line and their secondary that they – they have, um, he, he, he's got to cut it against him. Um, and with that leg, right, the biggest thing is he's always been known for his scramble. Um, he's been known to be able to go out of pocket and create plays out of nothing with Travis Kelsey and his receiving core um, and, and on scramble or, and, you know, get that first down, right? Um, and that's not going to be there. I, I doubt it. Uh, and not in two weeks, not when most you know QBs either miss six to nine weeks or have to get surgery or have to get major rehab after the injury that he had here. So he is my X factor. The last thing I would just finish with him is really it's just his legacy at stake. Um, you know he's won one out of two Super Bowls, fifty percent cool, right? Uh, this is the beginning of his legacy. Where what what is his story going to be? Right, we. We get paid on results. We get judged on results. It's the same thing in my job. It's the same thing in most people's lives, right? You, what you deliver is how you get judged. It doesn't matter what you do in the regular season. It doesn't matter, you know, what the stats are. It's it's, it's about you know what Ricky Bobby says. If you're not first, you're last. Uh, just kidding, but right. He he's trying to create a legacy though. Um, and yeah, um, I just think a lot uh, with his contract. And then, then the biggest thing, and I'll leave it with is. It's that big moment doubt, right? If he wins this game, he starts that legacy. If he loses this game, the professionals, the pros, all the analysts in the league are going to start questioning him in big moments, right, in the biggest moments that count. But, yeah, um, that's what I got to say. Um, let me pack it, pass it back to my nemesis here. Hopefully he doesn't call me any more mean words tonight. Uh, but let's pass it back to this Wisconsinite. Uh, he smells like cheese. His name is Tyler. Well, I don't know. We were going down that road here the first podcast, Danny, but I love you, bud. Um, that was quite the take, quite the take. It's uh, interesting to put the star quarterback as the X factor, but hey, that's all right. Uh, for me with the Chiefs offense, I'm going to go with their offensive line. Um, this Eagles front seven is just vaunted this year. They have 68 sacks, which is third of all time to those 84 Bears. Um, which had 72, so that they were four sacks short of it. It was insane with their front four, seven. Uh, really, their front four was able to do. They had 10 players with 10 sacks each, which has had never happened before. And what did they do? They went out and got Nadama Kinsu and Robert Quinn. So what can this Chiefs offensive line do? It's not a focal point or strong point of this team. They're, that Eagles front seven and front four especially just scares the crap out of anybody that's in front of them. So how well are they going to be able to protect Patty Mahomes? But the more importantly, how well are they going to be able to get the run game going so they can have some resemblance of a balance on offense so they don't just have to rely on Mahomes because those those edges are coming fierce. If they can pin back on fourth or sorry third and you know seven or longer and just get after the quarterback, I don't know if those Chiefs offensive threats outside can beat this Eagles second. 
So I really think this this game's going to come down to the Chiefs' offensive line, at least from the scoring sake, on the Chiefs themselves. That's really all I have for the Chiefs' offensive factors, though. What do you think, Nick? Who's your factor? Well, um, because of every single point that you just put off, I have the beast, the uh, the man known as Kelsey. I think the only way... The only way the Chiefs are going to be successful is if Kelsey decides to find the monster inside that man and he plays extremely physical while getting off the line and getting some hard-earned yards. I mean, there's no other way you're getting through this Eagles defense, in my opinion. That man is going to have to break out, and he's going to have to break out with an attitude. So, my X Factor is definitely Kelsey. It's pretty obvious, but man, this is going to have to be his biggest game at the biggest time, at the biggest stage. So, we'll see if that happens. Uh, I have enough confidence in that man, but that's my prediction. Mr. Kyle, I've been wondering what's on that tinker of yours. Yeah, I think Kelsey is going to be really productive against the Eagles in this game. Um, but someone else has got to step up, and I think it's Marquez Val- Valdez-Scantling. Uh, he's, I believe last game he had all, close to 10 targets, 116 yards, and one touchdown. He He's definitely the deep threat guy now with Tyreek out of the equation. Um, but he's got he's to gotta step up this game if the Eagles really, or if the Chiefs really want to win this one. Derek, what do you think here? Yeah, so it sounds like uh, a lot of you guys like the uh, receivers or for Travis Kelsey, but my X factor in this one is going to have to be the Chiefs running game. So whether that's going to be Pacheco, McKinnon, or even Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. So now there's a name you probably have not heard of in several weeks. Mm-hmm. He, this, That guy was kind of an afterthought. He probably still won't be much of a factor in my opinion. He's probably going to be the third string behind Pacheco, McKinnon. But uh, I think I think those guys are definitely going to have to step up. You know, as I've said before, you know, the Eagles' pass defense is the best in the league. You know, they've recorded a ton of sacks. They'll definitely pressure Mahomes. They have a really, really good secondary. And, uh, you know, the Chiefs are banged up at receiver, so it's going to be tough to pass. So I think those guys are going to have to really step up. You know, the Chiefs, they like to bend the running game, but I think they're going to have to against the Seagulls' defense because that is actually probably their, their weak point as a defense is against the running game. They gave up still a pretty good number of yards to San Francisco, who didn't even have a quarterback. So I think uh, that's that speaks volumes right there. So I think the Chiefs really should run if they want to have a good chance in this game. So those were some uh, diverse takes, I think, on on the Chiefs. Uh, why don't we go on, go on over to the Eagles? So I think Nick, you've got uh, you've got a pretty big take here on your X factor. I got I got a big one in my opinion. Um, so I I I I we all know who AJ Brown is. Uh, we know what that man does to defenses, and we know what Jalen Hurts does on that ground. So. Um, if I'm the Chiefs, I'm doubling up A.J. Brown all day long, and I'm stacking that box, and I'm trying to make sure that we contain Mr. Jalen Hurts. So what does that open up? To me, where where does the biggest game come from? I think it's going to be Devontae Smith. I think he takes advantage of that weak defense uh, secondary uh, with the Chiefs. And I think he goes for two big deep touchdowns. So my X Factor is Devontae Smith. And I can already tell that I got another fellow uh, podcaster here who has a similar mindset over there. What, what, what you got over there, Mr. Kyle? Yeah, you took my guy, Devontae Smith. Oof. Last few games, actually I should say the last 10 games, he's had the same target share with A.J. Brown. Eight targets a game, over 80 yards. I think the Chiefs are going to try to double up A.J. Brown in a way, but it's almost kind of a pick-your-poison with A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, Dallas Goddard. You, you know, they the Eagles are really, really good offensively, and the Chiefs do have a pretty weak secondary. So I do think Brown gets a deep ball. I, I think he goes 100 yards, actually 112 yards with a touchdown. That's my prediction. I'm going, going bold here. But... Yeah, he's gonna have a he's gonna have a good game. 
I will say great minds do think alike, Mr. Kyle. So uh, with that in in, uh, in the place here, I, I feel like we might have somebody else who might have a different mindset. Uh, I can already just see you staring at me, Mr. Wright, over there. So, uh, Tyler, let's hear what you got. Yeah, I'm going to go with somebody else on the Eagles offense here. Um, actually, Derek and I agree on this one. So we we are we agree that A.J. Brown is going to be the focal point of that offensive passing game for the Eagles. But we also think that, or I also think that uh, De- Devontae Smith is going to be the second best option there. So they're going to do their best to shut him down. So I chose Dallas Goddard. Um, he's going to be able to eat on the inside there. If you shut down those two offensive threats, the Chiefs passing game is not very good. So that will mean that the the Eagles are going to have to get a little bit more creative if they're taking away those top two threats outside, and that gives Goddard an ability to eat underneath. Um, so I think he's going to have to have a big game here for that Eagles offense to truly come to their full form. Um, but what do you think, Derek? I know you agree with me on this one. Yeah, 100%. No, I... I think that this is going to be a very interesting Super Bowl in the fact that I think this is going to be a tight end show. Uh, those who have you know participated in fantasy football this year, you've seen that you know tight ends were kind of an afterthought this year. You know they they were kind of just non-existent. You know I I owned Mark Andrews this year, and that guy kind of fell off towards the end of the year, which is super unfortunate. But he still finished you know what two second third in the league in fantasy scoring. So. You know, I think that this is going to be an interesting game, and I think, uh, yeah, tight ends will definitely show up in this one. You know, the Chiefs are going to be getting back Legereus Sneed, who is their top corner. So I think, uh, you know, he's going to be helping shut down A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith. And, of course, you know, like I've said before, the Chiefs are pretty porous on pass defense. So I definitely think uh, Goddard will be the guy they may not account for, and he can be he can be pretty sneaky, just like Travis Kelsey can be. So we've kind of got the room split down the middle here. So, Mikey, what are you going to go with? So I got a different X factor for the Eagles. Now, in the name of splitting the tie, in the name of my financial wallet uh, of driving to Diamond Joe's, I would pick uh, Dallas Godard. Now, as far as who I actually picked, um, I did pick Miles Sanders. Um, Let's not forget, this is the Super Bowl. I know it's a pretty generic statement, but it's it's a grind. Um, it, it it it's going to be about who controls the ball, who has the possessions the most, um, who owns that clock. Um, and with Miles Sanders, I mean they they got to establish a run game early. They have to um, to control that momentum to open up the play action option to open up Hertz and his ability to scramble. Um, and it's just going to be a long game. Like don't forget halftime twice as long. Um, it, it, it's just going to drag out, right? And if they can just establish that run game and wear that defense down, um, it's going to create a lot for them in the fourth quarter, um, in the third quarter. Um, but, yeah, um, that's who I have for my X Factor. Um, let's pass it on over uh, back to Tyler here uh, to break us back into the defensive side of the ball here. All right. Thank you, Stan. We're going to start with the Chiefs side of the ball here. I'm going to go with the inside backers for the Chiefs. We got Nick Bolton and Willie Gay Jr. They're going to need to close those rushing lanes and force the Eagles to beat them in the passing game. They're not going to, if, if they're not keeping their commit and filling those holes, they're not going to be able to be productive as a defense with the, the Eagles running all over them because that in turn will open up that play action game, open up the passing lanes. So they're going to have to stay committed to the to stopping the run and not over committing to any rushing lane because that Eagles offensive line is just insane with their running schemes and just big maulers. They are just wild how, how good they truly are. They're going to have to have a big game in the middle and be able to also kind of keep containment on Jay if they do or if they are in a, a spy situation, keep containment on them, not allow them to get outside and beat them with the run or beat them with their legs. So I think they're going to have to have a big game, and they also play a, a role in stopping Dallas Goddard over the middle. So I think a lot of the Chiefs' off defensive success is going to come from Nick Bolton and Willie Gay and just filling those run holes. What about you, Kyle? What you thinking on this one? I'm thinking Chris Jones. Uh, he's got 15 sacks on the year. And he'll he'll be tough to stop, but at the same time, Philly has a really good offensive line, so the it, it'll be pretty hard on Chris Jones to apply pressure. But if he gets to the quarterback, that's going to be huge. He, that, that'll be huge for the 
for the Chiefs' de- defensive side of the ball. So I believe, Nick, you have someone similar. Oh, man, do I? Uh, Chris Jones is definitely, to me, the X factor on this defense. Um, there are some solid edge rushers that uh, Mr. Uh, Mister Wright over there uh, mentioned, but I think the biggest difference is Chris Jones because really what's going to come down to are they going to shut down that offense? And the way that they're going to be able to shut down that offense is being able to get at Mr. Hurts, getting him out of the way, getting him flustered. And I don't know if anybody's seen Chris Jones, but that's a big boy. That's a big man. And he has done it in the past. He's done it at the Super Bowl. I think he is the man to really make that big difference play when, well, Chiefs need it the most. So uh, I couldn't agree with you uh, more, Mr. Kyle. Thanks, pal. Uh, yeah, uh, that, that, is, that is working very nice. So with that, uh, I'm kind of wondering uh, what's going on over there, Mr. Derek. What do you, what's your thoughts on this uh, this area? I mean, there's no doubt in my mind that Chris Jones is the guy on defense. I mean, he's obviously the guy everyone looks to. You know, he's double teamed almost all the time. And we'll see how Philly's offensive line can keep up with that. But where I'm looking to is in the Chiefs' very, very young secondary. So, obviously, like what I've said before, you know, I'm a firm believer that the Eagles are going to be passing a lot. You know, I think their run game is going to get shut down, which is what they're really comfortable with in terms of running. So, I think the Chiefs are going to make that a point to shut that down, try to get Philly to pass more. So, I'm looking to a guy in Legereus Sneed who has just recently cleared concussion, concussion protocol. He's a young guy. He's got a big weight on his shoulders. You know, he's got two stud receivers that he's going to have to pick from. And I don't know if I'd want to go up against either guy, but you know, he's going to have his hands full all game. You know, he could get torched for sure, but as long as he makes that one big play, you know, the Chiefs offense definitely has his back. So I think as long as he makes that one big clutch play, whether it be a pick, batted pass, anything, I think that could come up huge in a what I think is going to be a pretty high-scoring Super Bowl. So that's kind of my opinion on that. What uh, what do you got over there, Magic Mikey? Uh, Magic Mike is only a weekend job. My full-time job is a money lines uh, with Mike. Um, but no, all joking aside, uh, I'll be short and sweet here. Um, I got Nick Bolton. He's just a stud. He's one of four captains on the Chiefs. Uh, for the season of 22, he tied for second in tackles with 125 solo tackles, 49 assists, which is also good for second, um, and was fourth in interceptions overall. Uh, the stats don't lie. We talked about results earlier, and results are what you're judged on. Um, and he has uh, quite the proven uh, stat lines and record book uh, this season so far. Uh, so, yeah, uh, Nick Bolton, uh, it's up to him to kind of lead the defense, shut it down. Um, but yeah, that's what I got, and that is going to complete our X Factor segment here uh, for the Chiefs defense. Let's go ahead and go on to the Eagles side of the ball, and let's actually reverse it right on back to my good pal Derek here to start us off here on the Eagles side. Whoa, I didn't know you were playing an Uno reverse card on me. All right, well, no problem. Well, on the Eagles side, I think the pass rush is going to be the uh, the big X factor on the Eagles. So I'm looking right at Hassan Reddick, you know, the the team's leading sack leader. You know, he's going to have to really pressure Mahomes all game long, It'll make him really uncomfortable. You know, he's got a bad ankle, so if you can get him to make bad throws in the pocket, that's great. Or if you can get him to scramble, you know, he's probably not going to be tough to chase down, given uh, that he's kind of hobbling a little bit. So. I think Reddick's going to have to live up to the hype that he's been all regular season, and he's going to have to make big plays. We both have the same guy here, and I'm looking at uh, Hassan Reddick myself, too. 16 sacks on the air, second in the NFL. He will be tough to stop, I believe, if my notes are right. He had a, He's already at 3.5 sacks in postseason play, so he will... He's it's it's really yeah. So their Chiefs are gonna have their work cut out for them for sure. But their offensive line, the Chiefs' offensive line is not bad. But I do believe Hassan Reddick will will apply the pressure and Mahomes. It will make Mahomes' life difficult with that bad ankle. 
Mikey, what do you got for your X factor on the defensive side of the ball for the Eagles? Uh, yeah, uh, I have uh, the D line for the Eagles overall um, to create that pressure, obviously, on Mahomes. Um, obviously, he's not going to be able to scramble, uh, so they should be able to eat. They, they should be able to do better than you would typically expect against Mahomes, especially with Brandon Graham. Uh, leading the way as a captain on that defensive line at 6'2", 268 pounds. I wouldn't want to go against that. Uh, I know they got a good offensive line, obviously, but uh, we'll see. Uh, you know, without Mahomes being able to scramble, what, how, you know, how does that affect uh, their offensive play? How does it expect that offensive line, right, knowing that he he's in the pocket, right? He's, he's not going to be able to get out of the pocket as easy. So, uh, yeah, I got, you know, the Eagles defensive line, and if I had to pick one person, I have Brandon Graham overall. Um, but, yeah, um, that's what I got to say. Uh, let's see what my uh, ugliest of my two brothers, uh, Nick here, has to say. Well, if we're going to use the term ugly, I guess uh, I don't know what your definition is, but uh, I'll take it for now. Uh, no matter what, um Jokes aside, you know, I like to be right all the time. So uh, my right prediction on the X Factor is Slay Jr. and that Eagles secondary in general. Man, I think the biggest difference between what is going to go down and why I think that the Eagles are going to win, we'll get into that later. It's going to be Slay Jr. It's going to be that Eagles defense. And that's why I predicted two interceptions on Patrick Mahomes' side earlier. So that's my opinion on the X Factor for the Eagles' defense. Uh, what you thinking about there, Mr. Wright? <laughs> um, well, so I am thinking of taking on this Eagles' defense a one C.J. Gardner-Johnson. He has to take Kelsey out of this game. They're going to have to double-team him. He's the focal point of that passing game, so they don't really have a choice. But C.J. Gardner-Johnson is one of the best slot corners that we do have in this game. Before he got injured in the year, he was leading the league in interceptions. And uh, if I'm not mistaken, he finished second overall in the league still with being injured in the regular season. But Kelsey is this this whole team where they, they rely on Kelsey. In the red zone especially, he's the best red zone target we've seen in – I don't know, a lot, a lot of years. So C.J. Gardner-Johnson is going to have to man up, take away that third down, him just, Kelsey just slipping out from a block and just they have to be able to recognize that and stop that. Otherwise, Mahomes is just going to be able to eat all day, regardless of what that pass rush is doing. He's always looking for Kelsey, especially when he gets under pressure. If they have to turn him into a pocket quarterback, the guy still has the arm talent of one of the of an all-time great, so he can be a very, very good pocket passer as well. But he's always looking at Kelsey first, and Gardner Johnson's going to have to have a big game to take this this game over for the Eagles defense and stop that Chiefs offense. All right, boys. Now we have one of my favorite segments. I love the guy, but he is my sworn nemesis. We are kicking it over to our resident degenerate. We have Money Lines with Mikey. It's time to talk money. Spreads, props, and locks of the week. Get in on the action. It's time for Money Lines with Mikey. It's time to make some money with Mikey. It is Money Lines with Mike. And let's get right into it, guys. We are all here to spend a little pocket change and turn it into maybe a new TV. Who knows? I've already invested an hour and a half of my time to good old Diamond Joe's and gas prices. You know, adding maybe 40 bucks there. Uh, and I may have stopped at the blackjack table and lost 60, but let's get into where I can make some big money, where I was there for the whole reason that brought me an hour and a half south, uh, because good old Minnesota, of course, does not have it legal yet and probably never will. Who knows? Let's get into the point, though. Drove an hour and a half south to make some bets, to do a little investigating, and to turn some pocket change into spending money. Uh, but yeah, overall for the game, uh, we have a total predicted points of 50 and a half points. Um, to me, seems a little high. I personally would bet the under in that. 
um, with the defenses that are on the field there. But who knows? Um, as far as total predictions, though, we do have the Eagles favorited by one and a half points, which I agree with. Uh, we will discuss that after this segment here and why I agree with that. But I definitely think the Eagles are going to cover and, and then some, uh, at least by three points here. Um, as far as bets go, uh, of course, we have discussed the MVP favorite, and they're going to discuss that. That, you know, it's a quarterback's award. Uh, Jalen Hurts and Mahomes probably going to win that, right? And you bet five bucks on that, it ain't going to pay you much. It's only plus 130, right? Now, uh, there obviously was going to be uh, quite uh, some other vast opinions on this. Um, one of the predictions that I don't want to get into the reasons why, but who knows, someone predict possibly might be predicting Kelsey. If you didn't already know, he's playing with his brother. First time a player's ever played with his brother in the Super Bowl. But anywho... Kelsey, Travis Kelsey, not Jason, of course. Travis Kelsey is at plus 1,600 uh, as the MVP favorite. If you put five bucks on that, that'll turn to 80. Put that in a little parlay action. Who knows? That might pay out quite well. Um, not too unpredictable, especially with the Kansas City Chiefs and their uh, lack of the wide receiver depth right now and the injuries that they've suffered this year. Um, but, yeah, moving on. Uh, one of the most common bets in the Super Bowl, and one of the best, in my opinion, and arguably the best bet to make money in. Uh, again, that's what we're here for is money lines and Mike and making money is going to be the first touchdown of the day. First touchdown of the day is pretty hard to predict. It's going to have the higher payoffs. Um, it is an essential, essential part of anybody's parlays. Let's just slow down and talk a little bit about Dallas Goddard, as I successfully pronounced, hopefully, at plus 1,200. Uh, 1200 is pretty good. You bet five bucks on him, pays you 60. Now, that's not the bet I'm saying. Crucial bet when it comes to the parlay. Uh, the first touchdown is one of the highest odds, um, one of the toughest to predict. And I just think he has it. Um, you know, they're, pre they're predicting the run, they're predicting Hurts to get outside. They're going to be double covering their wideouts. He's going to be open. He's going to be on one on one coverage. Um, when he gets the ball, he's elusive. Um, He's in my, you know, of all the tight ends out there. Um, God, when he gets the ball, it kind of feels like a halfback in a way, which is kind of weird to say. Uh, but, you know, that's just how I feel. But let's get into Money Mike, right? The, the real why this segment has such a hype and such a little uh, build up here is we're here to make money. Um, and I got three $5 bets I just want to briefly discuss that I think you can make money on. You're not your typical bets. Um, of course, there are quite high odds. But this is the Super Bowl. Why would we not go for super bets here? So let's just dive in here. Uh, one of my favorite ones at plus 17,965. You heard me right. But this is, again, first podcast, Super Bowl, super bets. Here we go. Um, I got Mr. Dallas, who we just discussed, as the first touchdown scorer. Um, obviously, if you get in the first touchdown, it makes those odds, if you get in a second one, quite high, right? If you get in that first one in the first quarter, uh, first couple minutes, you got a lot of ball left. Odds of you get a second, quite high. So I got a parlay with him, the first touchdown, going into him getting a second touchdown. Now, to juice it up in on the other side of the ball, because obviously it's not going to be a one-side affair. I think it's going to be quite high scoring in the first half. We got Juju Smith-Schuster Anytime. Doesn't matter if he scores the last second or if he scores uh, shortly after Dallas. That's what I got. Five bucks. Pays you $903. That sounds a nice, like, 45-inch Samsung QLED TV if I've ever seen one. Hoping to be sponsored by Samsung one day. But let me bring it over to Tyler just for a second here. What do you feel about that, Tyler? You know, out of all your wild bets here tonight, Mikey, I am actually kind of a fan of this one. As you guys all know, Dallas Goddard is indeed my X factor for the Eagles offense. So from him scoring first, that does not surprise me. It wouldn't surprise me. I think that is a likely possibility and him getting another touchdown throughout the rest of the game, I could very well see happening. Juju Smith-Schuster has not really done much for the Sheeps this offense this year. They were expecting a lot more out of him. What better time to break out and perform than the Super Bowl? Get him a touchdown. I do not hate it. Out of all the bets you have here, Mikey, I'd put my five bucks on this one for you, buddy.
Sweet. I could definitely use the five bucks for sure. But such the life of your local degenerate. Let's go on to my next bet here. I, of course, I talked about the first touchdown being the most crucial part of the legs. And I have first touchdown here. Going on the other side of the ball, we have Jarek McKinnon running back for Kansas City Chiefs. I just think it's going to be him. Um, Mahomes can't scramble. Uh, it's going to be a tough game. I could see it getting all the way down to the goal line, especially with the Eagles' defense. Uh, but I could see it being tough and see McKinnon running in for the last two yards uh, for the first. Uh, from there, uh, we already talked about Dallas G, Mr. G, as I like to call him, uh, for an anytime touchdown. He's going to score one. He, he's just he's a he's a weapon. Uh, he's there. He's ready. He's due. Um, from there, we got a Clyde Edwards Hilaire. Definitely pronounced that wrong. Uh, for an anytime touchdown. I apologize about my pronunciation. You know, twice college dropout here of your local UW Stout. Uh, but, you know, hey, it's like misdemeanors. Everyone has to. But, yeah, uh, I got him for an anytime touchdown. Um, and then, of course, your local powerhouse, the most predictable. Um, this literally almost doubled my bet. Adding Travis Kelty. Travis Kelty for an anytime touchdown. Uh, pretty much almost doubled my bet. Um, turned a $5 bet to potentially pay $35.38. Well, some people win the Powerball. I personally don't think this is quite the Powerball. I think this is a slam dunk. But, you know, again, twice college dropout here. Who knows? I might be wrong. Let me bring it over to my ugly brother, though, Nick, just to see what comments he has on this bet here. Well, for a lottery ticket, I'll tell you what, um, I could spend $5 on this one and see some returns coming back because, uh, gosh, $3,500 will, uh, will make for a pretty darn good night in Philadelphia. So with the bet itself, Jarek McKinnon going in for the first touchdown, that's a, that's a very solid chance. I see him really being able to get some goal line touches. So that in itself I like. Obviously, with Dallas Goddard touchdown, I feel like that's kind of going without it saying very high chance. But I really do like this Clyde Edwards-Hilaire play here. I mean, a lot of people are kind of looking past it. His odds are 1,600 for it. That's just a smart play for a possible lottery ticket. And slam dunk with Kelsey. I mean, you couldn't go wrong here. So, great bet. Again, I appreciate the support, and I will gladly take that five bucks because we're down in the hole on the day. Um, but we'll take it. Um, let's finish this up here. Uh, my last parlay, I'll be quick. I got Miles Sanders. Again, I think it's going to be a brutal, brutal defensive grind. And I think there's going to be a lot of goal line red zone touches. So Miles Sanders for two touchdowns. Miles Sanders for the first touchdown. And, of course, Travis Kelsey, again, powerhouse is expected uh, with his passing targets. He's going to get one at any time. And then, again, Mr. G, anytime touchdown. You put five bucks on that, those four legs, pays you $7.86.50. Again, these bets are Super Bowl bets. They're super bets, not your typical bets. Now, I ain't trying to turn five bucks on, you know, Mr. Gorak getting the first touchdown and only making 60. I personally rather make something big out of it. And who knows? We'll see. Um, But that is pretty much what I got for my parlays. Um, The last thing I would just say is, you know, lock of the week is Travis Kelsey. Again, uh, he's a monster. Uh, He's done it time and time again. He's an X factor. Um, It's predictable, right? Now, just don't forget about him, right? I, I was shocked by when you add Travis Kelsey in on how much value it adds to the parlay. It can take an $800 parlay and take it to $1,500. Why would you not add an anytime Travis Kelsey touchdown as your lock of the week, especially if it's going to increase your pay that much? Um, I think it's going to be quite the profitable day. We'll see. Now, that's why they call me the degenerate. More times than not, you're not going to win it. So please don't spend your rent money. Don't spend your utilities. But... That is all I got with Money Lines with Mikey. Well, Mikey, I sure hope you still have some money left over for bills this month because you got some wild ones there, bud. 
But in all seriousness, let's get to the uh, the actual importance of this podcast. Let's make some prediction, boys. First off, we're going to start with the MVP prediction. Historically, this has been a quarterback award. What do you guys think? Is are we is a non quarterback going to take it this year, like last year with Cooper Cup, or is it going to be again going back to that all important quarterback? Derek, why don't we start with you, sir? I'm probably going to make the biggest boldest take of the night and going to say that. We are going to see the first tight end in NFL history to win the Super Bowl MVP. There's no better time for someone to win like Travis Kelsey. Dude has been an animal all year long, and this is probably his best shot to get a tight end to win that MVP award. Yeah, normally it's that award is heavily favored to go to the QB, which is understandable. You know, they're the leader of the offense, but... You know, as I've kind of really just have hit on all night long, you know, the Eagles are going to be coming after Mahomes. They're in, their secondary is just unbelievably good. So they're probably going to take out those deep threats. I think Mahomes is going to lean on Kelsey a lot, especially in the red zone. You know, that's always been just such a great connection. And, of course, you know, Chiefs, just a lot of injuries at, at wide receiver. Cole Hardman's back on injured reserve. You know, Tony and Smith-Schuster are questionable, although I think they will probably play. But will they be limited? Who knows? But obviously, Travis Kelsey is Mahomes' go-to, and I think this is probably the best shot for a tight end to really win Super Bowl MVP. So I know that was a very bold take to start with, uh, Mikey. Do you got? Uh, you think you can one up that one? You know, I've been pretty bold uh, on most of this podcast. Let's bring it back down a little bit here and uh, humble myself a little bit here. I'm not always too crazy. Uh, but, no, I got Jalen Hurts as the MVP. Uh, I know he's the obvious choice, um, but I just I think Philly's going to bring something different. They're the most healthy. Uh, we've talked about their pass defense being the best um, this year and possibly in quite a long time in a generation. Um, he's got the health on his side. They're, they're, their team's healthy. they got a great offensive line. Um, and to be honest, one of the big things I think, too, is since his injury – Obviously, they've been scheming different, right? Because it's about getting to the Super Bowl, right? So they're not going to send him on his scrambles that he typically does, and they're not going to send him on his running plays, designed running plays that he typically does. This is now the Super Bowl. This is everything. You put all the marbles in. You put all the chips in. If you're not all in 100%, it's over, right? Jalen Hurts, we're going to see a different game out of him this this week than we've seen the last couple. Um and with that in mind, I think, uh, yeah, he's going to have some design run plays. He's going to have some game-changing moments. And with that, uh, he's going to be bringing home whatever car they're giving out this year. I'm sure it's, you know, a Ford Fiesta. No, I'm just kidding. Something nicer than that. But whatever car they're giving out this year uh, is going to be Jalen Hurts. Uh, but let's see uh, Let's see what the guy over here uh, that smells like cheese thinks here. Uh, just kidding. But what do you think here, Tyler, overall as the MVP here? As I mentioned when we kicked off this segment, it's a quarterback award to be won. I think this is going to be a good indication of who's going to win this game with our MVP predictions here, but I have it going to Mr. Patty Mahomes. The guy's just too good. He steps up in the biggest moments, unlike anybody we've seen in quite some time, outside of that one guy who probably just retired. Um, other than that, he's. Uh, I agree with you, Derek, that, that Kelsey's going to have to have a big game. Um, I just don't know if he could have the level of production without Mahomes having the same level if not more to take that cake from him especially with Mahomes just being the poster boy of the NFL right now you know so he has that marketing aspect of him that goes behind it as well as much as we think we can take that out of it you know he's the most marketable player in the NFL right now and I really don't think it's kind of close um, so I think it's his to lose as so long as the Chiefs do indeed win this game if Travis Kelsey won I would be floored I'm a huge Kelsey believer and I didn't know that a tight end has never won so that's news to me so if he were to take that I would be ecstatic for him. Um, I just don't think that would happen without Mahomes just going above and beyond. But, you know, if Mahomes goes out and throws two, three interceptions, they still win the game, and Kelsey goes for 140, 150 with 12 catches and two tuds. I could see Kelsey winning this as well. How about you, Nick? What do you think, man? Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kick it back seven years to a uh, big name who's still around. Do you know who Von Miller is, Mr. Wright? Uh, yeah, well, he was, he was the last defensive player to win it, and I'm predicting a defensive player to win it this year. That's bold. Uh, it's a little bold. Um, kind of going back to my very first prediction, I think Patrick Mahomes throws two interceptions, and I think both go to my boy Slay Jr. Both. So, I think the MVP goes to Slay Jr., 
If it doesn't go to Slade Jr., it goes to somebody in that Philadelphia defense because I think that's going to be the ultimate determining factor of who wins this Super Bowl. We'll see what I think in my prediction, but uh, until then, I'm wondering what Mr. Kyle has going on in that brain of his. Yeah, I got Jalen Hurts. In my opinion, if you know the Eagles win, he throws for you know two touchdowns, no picks, and has you know 260 yards passing. I think that's enough for the MVP award. It's kind of unfortunate that we. I think, in my opinion, that it is a QB award. But, I mean, it would be super cool to see, like, Dallas Goddard get it or someone else. But I just think it's a quarterback award for sure. So I'm, I'm picking Jalen Hurts because, you know, if the Eagles win, I I believe it just starts with Jalen Hurts. All right, fellas, we're here. How is this game going to go? Let's hear the score and your prediction of the winner. Let's start with you, Nick. Who's taking Super Bowl 57? Well, if you're asking me, there is going to be at least three to four cars on fire in the city of Philadelphia on February 12th. Why? Because the Eagles have won the Super Bowl. Score 28-24. to Patrick Mahomes... Throws a last-second interception while going for a touchdown to try to beat him. And at that point, Jalen Hurts submits himself as a generational talent, Mr. Wright. So, let me let me just go ahead and set the scene up here real quick and uh, transfer it to Mr. Wright, who is literally glaring at me. Like, just... I can't wait. What, what do you got? What do you got over there, Mr. Man? So I agree with the four-point game. However, I think the light poles and KC are gonna have to be greased up, brother. Pandy Mahomes is taking it home back to the barbecue capital of the states. I have the Chiefs winning this one, 31-27. I think Mahomes is just too good. I Hurts uh, needs to have a little bit more experience to to for me to just start believing in that Philadelphia team. That defense is freaking incredible. But it's Patty Mahomes and it's Andy Reid, and I just think that they're gonna do it, man. Chiefs 31, Eagles 27. Got to wait for next year, Philly. What you think, Kyle? Who do you got, brother? I got the Eagles winning this one, 27-24. I think the Eagles have a better overall roster than the Chiefs, but again, you know, I can't. Patrick Mahomes, you know, he's he is that generational generational talent, but I do have the Eagles winning this one. I think Howie Roseman has built something special in Philly. They he's done an incredible job draft drafting all all these players and you know even with the young quarterback like Hurts. But yeah, you know, I got I got the Eagles winning this one. Mikey? Yeah. Uh Kyle, I think you're right. Pretty spot on here with the Eagles winning. Um I think it's be a little bit less of a scoring game uh, with these pretty good defenses here. Um I have the Eagles winning as well though. 24 uh Chiefs 21. It's going to be a close game. Uh, things can be won by a field goal. And that's just how Super Bowls go. They're always super close. They're always last minute. It's always that final second, that final drive. And I think the Eagles are going to come on top. They're the most healthy. Uh, they got a defense with the pass defense that just is going to eliminate Mahomes, uh, especially with his ability not to scramble. Right? They know what he's going to be doing um, and, and how to contain him. Um, but yeah, I got the Eagles winning, um, and I agree with Nick. I now I do disagree highly with Nick on the four car estimate. We're probably talking twenty three cars plus, uh, probably a loss of life of two to three people, um, and probably damages in the thousands. Um, and yeah, uh, that's what we should expect out of Philly. But let's uh, finish it off here uh, with our final prediction here. Last but not least, Mister Derek Russo over here. So I'm going to be the only guy that sides with Tyler here and thinks that the Chiefs are going to be Super Bowl 57 champs. Uh, overall, on paper, I do think the Eagles are the better team on paper. You know, pretty elite defense, excellent offense. You know, they've been dominant all year long. 
but uh, you know the Chiefs are used to the Super Bowl stage. You know they've been here a few times already in recent years, so I think they've got <clears throat> that experience versus you know the Eagles. A lot of young players who haven't been here, so I think maybe that inexperience could come into play. You know, tight game. Totally agree with that. You know, I think it's going to come down to the wire. You know, I think uh, you know Chiefs pull off a two-minute drive, score, go up by four. And then maybe Hertz tries to lead the team to a victory, but throws a last last minute pick, kind of torches the game from there. But I'm gonna throw in uh, some superstitious facts here. So in case if you guys haven't heard, white jerseys are the advantage in the Super Bowl. 15 of the last 18 Super Bowls, teams that have worn white have won the Super Bowl, and 36 of 56 all time. Hard to argue with that. It is a superstition. Definitely no sports and, you know, nothing nothing scientific about that. But, hey, the stats don't lie. Chiefs are wearing white. Got to gotta go with the superstition there. And as far as I'm concerned, I haven't seen any Chiefs fans vandalize the Rocky statue. So they're, hold, they're holding off on that. <laughs> so I think that the Chiefs will prevail in the Super Bowl. Well, fellas... I had one heck of a time today, and I don't know if we could have kicked this podcast off with a better start. What better opportunity than we had to talk about this next upcoming Super Bowl? I'm looking forward to the Super Bowl. I'm looking forward to next week. We can recap everything that happened within the Super Bowl and see how exactly we did today. Until next time, everybody, this has been Banner with the Boys. Don't forget to follow, like, and subscribe. Tune in next time for more Banter with the Boys. Thank <laughs> you.